Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week we've been bringing you a message entitled, Words. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, will speak today about the influence that we wield as Christians through our spoken words. In an age of cell phones and emails, there is definitely not a shortage of communication these days. Unfortunately, much of the communication that goes on is not what it ought to be. Today's message brings out how powerful our words are, how they reveal us, and the consequences that they bring about. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Number one, words are powerful. Number two, words reveal what we are. Number three, words have consequences. Proverbs 13, verses 2 and 3. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, and he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. Boy, who here that's lived any length of time hasn't said something they wish they hadn't said? If I had a buck for every time I did that, I'd be a wealthy man. Look at Proverbs 15, and look at verse 23. Our words have consequences. I know we say, well, I take that back. You know what I notice in, in uh, entertainment and the media and sports and everything? Someone pops off and says something stupid, and then they just go back and apologize for it. That made it w- go away. Well, I appreciate the spirit in which the apology is given, but unfortunately, it doesn't make the thing go away. When we say something, it's said. Proverbs 15, verse 23. A man hath joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoke, spoken in due season, how good it is. Proverbs 21, 23 says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. One commentator said, The sacred writer crowns the whole. Who keeps his tongue doth keep his soul. Spurgeon said, God made our lips the door of the mouth, but we cannot keep that door of ourselves. Therefore do we entreat the Lord to take the rule of it. A closed mouth gathers no foot. Proverbs 13, 3, he that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. The Scots commentary says, he that looks carefully to his tongue takes a safe course for preserving his life, which is often endangered by much and wild talking. Spurgeon said, in company guard your tongue, in solitude your heart. Our words need watching, but so also do our thoughts and imaginations, which grow most active when we are alone. Psalm 141, set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. Matthew Henry said, let us, let us keep constant watch over ourselves that we may speak words agreeable to the Christian character. James says, if any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. A.T. Robertson says of James 126, the picture is that of a man putting a bridle in his own mouth not in that of another. Ooh, Lord help us there, amen? Let us lay that to heart. Whatever may be the outside profession, if we do not govern our tongue for God, if we use it for gossip, trifling, scandal, or slander, our very profession of Christ's name is a cheat and a lie. Matthew Henry said, Nature having made my lips to be a door to my words, let grace keep that door that no word may be suffered to go out which may be in any way, tend to the dishonor of God or the hurt of others. 
David said in Psalm 39, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. Lucian said, a watch over words is better than a watch over wealth. Benjamin Franklin said, a slip of the foot you may recover, but a slip of the tongue you may never get over. Alexander White said, since we all have a tongue and since so much of our time is taken up with talk, a simple catalog of the sins of the tongue is enough to terrify us. Quarrel said, give not thy tongue too great liberty, lest it take thee prisoner. Spurgeon said, oh, those sad lips of ours, we had need purpose to purpose if we would keep them from exceeding their bounds. Wesley said, how wary does it behoove you to be in all your conversation being forewarned by your judge that by your words you shall be justified or by your words you shall be condemned. Saucier said, my son, keep well thy tongue and keep thy friend. Scottish proverb says, keep your tongue a prisoner and your body will go free. And Martin Luther said, he who would be a Christian must be prepared to avoid evil and do good, to seek peace, to refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking guile, and must commit himself to God. Unknown author said, hear twice before you speak once. A Latin saying says, the person who does not put reins upon his mouth often suffers a penalty. James 1.19, wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Shakespeare said, give every man thine ear, but few thy voice. An unknown author said, God has given us two ears, two eyes, and one tongue to the end that we should see and hear more than we speak. And on and on and on we could go. Our words have consequences. Let me give you a, a sobering thought tonight that I contemplated as I prepared this lesson. God encouraged me to take careful inventory of all of my fractured or destroyed relationships, whether it's a fracture in my relationship with God or with any man, and consider the possibility that my tongue may be the cause of what I at one time had passed off as the deficiencies and faults of others. Is it possible we can live in a fool's paradise like the man who got Limburger cheese on his mustache and after a day of walking around like that, he concluded, as he said to his wife, the whole world stinks. <laughs> Maybe that family problem is your tongue. Maybe that problem with your boss is your tongue. Maybe that problem with another Christian is your tongue. Maybe that problem you're having with God tonight is your tongue. I'd rather give that consideration, take a little inventory, than live in a fool's paradise and find out later that that was the case. You say, preacher, what if I find that to be the case? It's real simple, repentance. A few apologies here and there. An interesting thing happened not too long ago. We were playing a hockey game, and a guy ran me. And I mean, he ran me. And as a goalie, you go down to stop the puck. This guy came down the wing, and he's a good skater. 
and a good shooter, and he shot, and I stopped it. And then he took his own rebound and shot again. I stopped that one, and I went to cover it. And this guy just ran me over. Ran me into the net, into the boards, rang my bell, dislocated my jaw. I mean, my teeth weren't even meeting. I had a headache for about three weeks. And uh, him and I had a lively little conversation right after that happened. I knew he could have got out of the way. This guy can dance on skates. And he just leaned into me, lost his edge, and plowed me over. And uh, later on, one of the guys on the other team, who's a hockey buddy of mine, I don't think he's a safe guy, he started egging me on. And I started getting into it with him. Just carried the argument through the rest of the game, carried the argument into the locker rooms, carried the argument into the shower. <laughs> I felt I was fully justified. I tell, told the guy that ran me over, I said, look, I'm not interested in winding up in a wheelchair over a rec league game. But it hit me the next day. Why was I arguing with the other guy? Why did I get so silly in the brain? that I couldn't let it die after the game was over. And I thought about my testimony with him. I called him up the next day. I couldn't get a hold of him. I got his, uh, I got his uh, answering uh, his voicemail. And I said, uh, I said, I'd like you to give me a call. I said, I owe you an apology. I wish I could play for you what he called back and said. He said, ah, preacher. He said, we've been buddies too long. He said, don't let that bother you. He said, forget it. And he said, by the way, it was half my fault too. I was egging you on. I said, I apologize for that. Nothing more need to be said. Just forget it. You want to know something? It's a long time since I've heard of a Christian saying that to another Christian. Why is that so hard to do? We want to thank you for being with us today. It is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Words. Your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael, has brought out a very significant truth for us as Christians that unfortunately is so often overlooked. In an age of high-tech communication, it is very easy for us as believers in Christ to get caught up in it. As a result, we can frivolously waste our time, not to mention being guilty of squandering our words without using any discernment whatsoever. The Bible does say that in the multitude of words there wanteth not sin. So because of this, we who know Christ need to be mindful of the power that our words carry and thus use them carefully. One day we will stand before the Lord Jesus at His judgment seat and give account of the words that we've spoken. If you'd like to order a CD of today's message, it's available for a suggested contribution of $5. Our address is Treasures of Truth, care of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, 1300 South Terry Avenue, Meridian, Idaho, 83642. And our phone number is area code 208-888-4545. Our webpage address is www.tbbc.org. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church. 
We welcome you to our services on Sunday at 9.15 a.m. for Sunday School, at 10.30 a.m. for morning worship and preaching, at 6 p.m. for Bible preaching and teaching, and also on Wednesday at 7 p.m. for more Bible preaching and teaching.